Hello and welcome to Who Are You? A Babylon 5 Watchcast hosted by two former strangers, now friends who've gotten to know each other while rewatching a favorite show from their childhood, Babylon 5. I'm Jafar. And I'm Laura. Say, uh, ben, say it. And I'm Ben. There we go! <laughs> Yay! Hi! Hey ben. I'm back! It's so a, nice to a, have you. For a third time, technically. <laughs> <laughs> And for the first time, with Jafar. Right? We have never actually interacted on pod. (laughs) (laughs) Which is funny, given how much we interact in real life and also on podcast. Yes. Uh, But, yeah. Yeah, tell me more about that. Uh, We have known each other since we started hitting each other with foam swords in college. I can't believe my eyes. A minotaur. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's been a solid what, 15, 16 15 years. years. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we've lived together. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, your son took over my broom. Yes. Uh, <laughs> you moved out. You were gone. <laughs> That's true. You did wait for me to leave. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that, that's totally how it happened. <laughs> and we we worked together for many years as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the retail trenches, working overnights. Uh, yeah. We've spent and you're still working hours together on podcast, right? Yeah. 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 We have a new podcast that came out yesterday as of listening for us today in two weeks. Fingers crossed, knock on wood. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we're doing good. Um, let's talk No, we're doing well. About it. Superman does good. You need to work on your grammar. Uh, the, this is the kind of insight you can come to expect from last time on Ben and yes. I's new podcast. It is the antithesis of this podcast. <laughs> That's quite accurate. Uh, so the premise of last time on is we want to watch prestige television. There's too much prestige television, and most of it Who's is got too the time? long. We don't. I got yeah. the time for that. No, that's so true. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> How do you watch all of the great new TV shows alongside watching the TV shows you have to watch for your podcast? These are the uh, things by, we worry about. Yeah, so what we do is we just, like, watch six episodes of a show and call it good. <laughs> so it is. it's a little more, well, both more and less structured than that. Yeah, oh, great. So we pick a TV show, watch the pilot episode, and then we roll some dice and randomly jump that many episodes forward, mm-hmm. watch that episode, and then we construct the through line in our review. So, hey, what happened to get from there to here? Yeah. Is is that what the creators intended? I- intended? Who cares? We ain't got time to go back. Uh, yeah. So, so we try to find out shows. what happened. Yeah. That that yeah. neither of you have seen before. Exactly. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we have a list of shows that neither of us had seen before. Our uh, first season of us figuring out what happened last time on is Breaking Bad. Yep. Okay. Wow. Um, I thought I was the only person who hadn't seen Breaking Bad. I'm so glad to know. No. <laughs> and now you can listen along with us trying to figure out what happened. Yeah. Okay. And we have... Uh, so far, we've re- we've got a couple in the can. I believe we've recorded five, five or, or six, six. Yeah, we are already deep into season four. 
Uh, so, uh, <laughs> so we are going into this all gas, no brakes. Uh, just hey, did that character disappear? Did they matter? They don't in our canon. Uh, moving on. Yeah. Uh, we have that missed character... whole characters. Yes. We've missed incredibly important plot points, and none of it matters. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> that one character who was only in one episode that we just happened to catch, they are now integral to the plot. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Yeah. it's uh, It's been a really interesting experience uh, because I have to be so fucking careful on the internet to not spoil things. Yeah. Uh, we don't watch any episode recaps. We always skip recaps. Uh, Breaking Bad does not appear to have recaps. I haven't had to skip one yet. Uh, but they do I, that have will lots happen of flashbacks, though, which is throwing a fun monkey wrench into stuff. Like, is this an actual flashback? Or is this something we were supposed to have seen? Or is this new information? I don't yeah. know. Was this in a yeah. previous... We have no idea if it was in a previous episode or not. Just just running with it. Yeah. Neat. Neat. Yeah. So it's fun. Um, I've really been enjoying it, and I've really been enjoying getting to podcast with you again, Ben. Oh, thank uh, you. And I've been enjoying getting to podcast again as well. Since our previous podcast passed away, I've only been able to guest host on other stuff. And so, like, getting to be on uh, Who Are You has been, like, my little fix until we got this going again. <laughs> yeah, you needed a regular fix, not yeah. just the every now and again, right? You, you guys got any of those? You got any of those guest spots? Uh. <laughs> we do actually. We're just spreading it around. I We're know. trying to. Yeah. yeah. You're getting actual like real prominent people inside the B5 community. Okay, fine, whatever. <laughs> it's, it's, it's prominent. Totally bonkers to be. me. <laughs> I mean. People from the, the, the League, which is just a really cool thing. Like, that ain't happening with Star Trek. Yeah. That's You're not going to get... Yeah. That's all Grey 17. Like, I'm sure... Like, at least yeah. that's how I was exposed to it. Uh, whether it was something else before that, I don't know. But Scott gets but that's a so thousand cool. percent of the credit for me for that. It's a brilliant idea. It's been so much fun. I'm sad I missed the last one. Uh, yeah, same. I do really enjoy the League. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and we're all buddies. We have a Twitter chat going. It's fun. <laughs> yeah, it's great. And I also, I absolutely adore the Discord. I love being in there. It's a lot yeah. of fun. I have deeply come to love the community that has popped up around this podcast. It's been so cool to see it grow. Me too. Yeah, it's surreal to me every time, uh, but I treasure it deeply. We but really Ben, do. I got to know. I got to ask you the question now. We, we, we've asked, who are you? Mm-hmm. So it's time to ask, what do you want? You still haven't answered my question, Ambassador. What do you want? Well, what do you mean, what do I want? What do you want? Do you really want to know what I want? Do you really want to know the truth? Come on, I really, really, really want to zig a zig. Does that answer your question? I mean, aside from attaining godhood, <laughs> uh, i mean that's what we all want yeah yeah right aside yeah. from that aside from deification right now what do i want i really really want there to be an extra day in the week mm-hmm. yeah work day that or I, weekend weekend just checking yeah. i just <laughs> with the way things have been going we just 
in actual real time, we just had Memorial Day weekend. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And I lucked out. I was able to take some extra days off, and I had a nice, long, quote-unquote, weekend. And I came out of it just completely exhausted. Like, I want an extra day where I don't have to do anything. Yeah. Where I can actually just, you know, exist and, you know, maybe watch the shows for a recap podcast, you know, (laughs) a few days early instead of, you know, the night before. Yeah. Or, you know, just get to go and hang out at the park with my son instead of, okay, we have a schedule. We have these places we have to be. We're going, you know, this store, then visiting that person, then... We have to buy the stuff for the cookout tomorrow. You know, yeah. hey, we're having fun, but also we're spending two hours baking strawberry rhubarb pies. Like, yeah. Yay, cool. Pie, but also I want some unscheduled, unstructured time. <laughs> yeah, I feel that. I'm in that I... place right now where I don't know what day yeah. of the week it is. but I yeah. understand. <laughs> I don't, but I empathize. I will say to add a new day. Yeah. Yeah. I, since I turned 30 a number of years ago now, I have refused to take a vacation without an extra day on the end. Like if I was going to take a vacation and I couldn't get a day after whatever day I was going to take, however many days I take it plus one and just have a day at the end to just sit at home and not do anything. Smart. And that has been the best, one of the best decisions of my adult life. My other pro tip for scheduling vacations, always go, like, Wednesday to Wednesday, Tuesday to Thursday. Like, work both weeks at the end of a week vacation, at the start and the end. Because that one day work week, you're not going to do anything anyways. It's fine. (laughs) Nothing's happening. No one's going to bother you. Everyone knows you're about to leave. You handed off half your shit on Friday anyways. It's fine. And you just get that day to just sit at work and not do shit. It's like a freebie day. I hope my boss never listens to this podcast. Anyways. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Ben, I I really appreciate the insight there. Uh, The extra day of the week sounds lovely. I don't think we can make that happen for you. But what we can make happen is a review of Babylon 5 Season 4, Episode 4. Falling from Apotheosis? Uh, falling toward toward apotheosis falling towards apotheosis i forgot to write it on the top of my notes page like i do every other time laura i mentioned this to jaffer before you you hopped onto the recording i have half a page of notes before the episode actually started uh i'm coming into this one prepared and i want to wonderful uh, i just want to ask you guys do you know the definition of apotheosis i was gonna tell you gentlemen that i had to google it because i did not (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> now, do tell okay well enlighten us ben well laura knows so <laughs> it's fun because this is the sort of stuff where just to tie it into what's been going on this is where you need writers this is where you need people <laughs> who know lots of words yeah. and know all the definitions of words because there are two definitions for apotheosis mm-hmm. the highest point in development of something a culmination or climax and the elevation of someone to divine status, deification. Yeah. Mm. So it is a story reaching a high point and also someone searching for godhood. 
Uh-huh. And we are watching several different characters in their deification in this episode. Yes. Mm-hmm. You haven't heard it because it's not out yet, Ben. But this is something we talked about a little bit last episode. And I had a feeling we would be talking about it a lot this episode. So I kind of all like, I want to talk, like, we kind of delayed a little bit. So this conversation, theoretically, at least one person was waiting a week for. <laughs> all right. <laughs> one of I'm our so listeners, glad I promise. All that ready to go. <laughs> yeah. Is that your whole half page? Well, and it was just like, I, I how big I is had your like, handwriting? Not super big. Oh, okay. oh, yeah, that's, yeah. that's good. Reasonable. Single-spaced, uh, you know, legal pad. But, yeah, I, I was just writing about how it's the juxtaposition. I don't want to spoil the whole episode before we get to the end of the episode. No, we, we do that we all have the time. always treated this podcast like you've watched the whole episode. We are not meant to be watching and listening it, along. It also has some stuff not about, our style. like, what comes later. Because there is, mm. like, there are some, like, overt, you know, Cartagia is clearly chasing godhood. Yeah, there yeah. are some oblique references to Sheridan thinking, like Garibaldi talking about Sheridan thinking he's the second coming. There are some other characters who end up deified in this show. Yeah, in one case against his own will, and this is them deep in their path. We open up this episode with uh, Ivanova breaking in with some bulletins. Um, she's mm-hmm. updating us on the colonies that we believe or have confirmed have already fallen to the Vorlon fleet. Um, and yeah. then giving kind of some lists of like safe havens, refuge colonies. I love that we the list of. of safe havens. Me too. Did you guys yeah. catch <laughs> Drazi research station? <laughs> and I'm just like, huh? Well, I guess they are spacefaring, but they don't really come off research station people. <laughs> well, I... also it doesn't specify it's the only one. <laughs> <laughs> I was just ragging on the Drowsy in the last episode, so. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah, no, I love the scroll at the bottom. Nice touch. Yeah. So, And I always love the hard cut from please remain calm to mm. panic in the streets. <laughs> We're all going to die. Get space TSA. It's crazy. But uh, Sheridan's mere presence, he doesn't even say anything, just walking into the room instantly calms mm-hmm. everyone down. Look who's back. Yeah. Back again. Sheridan's back. Tell Delenn. Yeah, in this uh, scene, too, we get Sheridan, like, reaching down to mm-hmm. a woman who has fallen. And I was oh, like, yeah. we're just going to keep going hard on those Jesus metaphors, aren't we? Because it's like... Oh, yeah. Jesus and Mary Magdalene is what it brought to my mind. I was like, okay, <laughs> we're just going <laughs> to hammer that button. My only my only problem with this scene was the the poor, I felt so bad for the actress in this scene. Her dialogue is awful. <laughs> Where's my husband? I must tell my husband. Where is my husband? I have to tell him. And it's like, t- tell him what? Like. <laughs> no one's going anywhere. Everyone's coming here. Uh, yeah. It's not like he's leaving. <laughs> right. It's a space station. You'll find yeah. him. Yeah. Uh, I did love... Every time I, I see an episode with him, Alan grows on me more 
and I did just love him like, I don't know, maybe my <laughs> boss is a god now. What a, I, I got a job to do. <laughs> right. I just work here. Yeah. Uh, Lorian and Sheridan have a quick conversation before we go to theme. Lorian says that he can't save them all, and Sheridan says that he can try. Mm-hmm. Very inspiring. Once we yeah. get back, we're in Garibaldi's quarters, and he's going over security footage of Lorien, whom he explicitly does not trust. Yeah. Zach is just like the cap and cap vouched for him, you know? And Garibaldi gets at the real issue. Why is he getting grilled for getting sucked into hyperspace for two weeks while Sheridan just came back from the dead and everyone is cool? I have a question that I've been wanting to ask explicitly the two of you. Uh, oh, good. Now for a bit, and I'm going to clarify here for our listeners, just I'm talking about a fictional wor- world. I am not trying to question the validity of anyone's beliefs when I say this. We're talking about Babylon 5. We know in the history of Babylon 5, the Vorlons fucked with humanity, specifically Kosh. Kosh and Kosh.0 are the Vorlons that fucked with the younger races. This is confirmed. They're hanging out in B4. It's the whole deal. These are the two that did it. That was their job. Okay. Knowing Kosh led Sheridan to Lorien to be at the very least saved, if not resurrected. Did the Vorlons make Jesus as like a figure, whether in actuality or lore, however they did their manipulation, just to get humans on a base level to trust Sheridan? Christ didn't come to Earth to give us the willies. He came to help us out. He was a booster. Ben, you want to go first? <laughs> I was going to let you go first because. Okay. Uh, yeah, I I've got thoughts. I'll let you go first. Well, you know, once once I kind of read the last couple of uh, book club books, and mm-hmm. you know, we talked about more of that like Vorlon interference and stuff. I was like, I do think that this universe presupposes that Jesus was a Vorlon thing, like the mm-hmm. Vorlons did Jesus. In this Babylon 5 universe. Um, So your idea there that it has been planted so that it could be useful later fits really nicely into that, doesn't it? Yeah, it's it's too convenient uh, knowing the Vorlons have done what they've done. Yeah. And now I get to uh, run at your balloon with my proverbial needle because Kosh keeps telling him not to go. No, uh, Kosh doesn't tell him not to go. Kosh tells him he will die if he goes. There's a difference. Okay. Okay, he, but he, that's he, sort of, you think about it, in the stories of Jesus, there's that sort of, like, trial where he has to accept his death. So Kosh is saying, you will die to test him and get him to go die, perhaps. I don't know. Part of me feels that the Vorlons in b5 are as omnipotent as the story needs them to be how much can they actually see the future how much is it like i don't know man i've been around for 12 millennia i can see the patterns you know yeah they're they are purposefully unknowable i mean i don't think that the vorlons like set up jesus and was all like this is for john sheridan 
you know, <laughs> like I don't think it was that specific. But if Kosh knows Lorien, knows where Lorien is, and it's entirely reasonable that other species have a similar story that was planted by the Vorlons that we're just unaware of at this point. And they just, hey, we have this here in our back pocket in, ca- in a case yeah. we ever need to pull the trigger. Like, if there had been a, a Drazi guy who was like, I'm going to uh, to stop the shadows, uh, mm-hmm. purple's all the way, they're green, uh, <laughs> they would have been like, okay, we're going to pull the resurrection card. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they set up the secret tool in a lot of places just to be they just didn't use po- They just didn't use the Pachmara because they're like, the idea of reincarnation is not great for carrion eaters. Like, oops. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we ate Jesus. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> That's an episode title. Oops, Someone's going to read that Jesus. without context. We ate Jesus and be very, very confused. <laughs> I, I said it and I'm confused. <laughs> Yeah, if they are going to the lengths of planting religious sim- symbolism in every species, it is purposefully, like, it is entirely possible they are doing, like, a whole bunch of different possible yeah. seeding. Mm-hmm. Though that does feel like a ton of work for two guys. <laughs> yeah, they got a lot of time on their hands. Yeah. yeah. There might be more on the team. We just don't know about it. So. Cutting back, though, to our scene, does it feel disingenuous for Garibaldi to be like, why is everybody giving me the second degree? All I've got is amnesia, and everybody's acting all worried about me. It's like, yeah, man, you disappeared for two weeks and don't know where you were. Why won't everybody just let me go back to work? Because you disappeared for two weeks and don't know where you were. We're worried Because we you, found buddy. you saran-wrapped to a table in an escape yes. pod that ejected just you after minor engine damage and it suddenly exploded. Yeah. It's shady as fuck. We found you he in Dexter's be escape pod. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, I would be worried. I would be like, man, I don't know where I went, but thank you for asking. I'm freaked out too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's way too chill about this. Uh, over on Centauri Prime, Lando and Cartagia walk through the garden and Warden pops in to let Lando know that the Vorlons are running and gunning all the worlds with shadow ships. And there's like hundreds on Centauri Prime. Uh, Morden insists the Vorlons won't attack and risks civilian casualties. Battalion 5, raise your hands. You will be the all-important first attack wave, which we will call Operation Human Shield. Morden goes back from whence he came. I was going to say into the shadows, but that seemed a little too much. No, he goes back into the air fryer uh, because he's still crispy. Uh, He is quite crispy. (laughs) He's not Uh, quite got all those scales picked off yet. (laughs) So Cartagia tells Malari he won't actually send out the ships, and then he takes them to meet the heads of state. I I did love, I, I always love when you've got the insane character who's just like, no, of course. I'm doing something even crazier. Like, you know, like, it's our same idea. I love how on sync we are. It's like, no, yeah. you went from you went from 11 to 15. Uh, and I was <laughs> trying to like get you six. back here to four. Uh, yeah. 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 Um, the scariest thing that Cartagia says in this episode to Londo is, you think just like me. Yeah. 
So did you guys? Scary as hell. Did you clock the head that Londo sits next to, Minister Dugari? Did you did you catch who that actually is? No, I don't remember. Do it's Andreas in Centauri makeup. Oh, I'm gonna have to go back and look at that. I will. Uh, Ten minutes thirty nine seconds is the timestamp, dear listener. That's yep. so he just fun. Wanted to be a severed head, I guess. Yeah, Peter <laughs> said that uh, even in a scene without him, he managed to steal it. <laughs> I loved it this scene that you know we have the heads all laid out in this mm-hmm. kind of a curved line I think and Cartagia forces Londo to sit next to the line with that you know unspoken you could easily be one of these heads at any mm-hmm. moment just real nice yeah it's clutch it's uh just ugh. the way Cartagia just fucks with Londo. Like it's terrifying. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But like as an outside observer, knowing that this is fiction and being able to separate myself from that chef's kiss. My only issue is with how many heads is there? Like six. There's a handful. Six or seven, right? There's there, there are many heads of people who used to be very important people. Mm-hmm. We know that Centauri kill each other all the time for way less than this. There should be, like, people lining up trying to murder Cartagia. Yeah, Londo should have there a bigger, be. like, conspiracy pool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, I understand, like, may- maybe we don't have, have the uh, the plot room to, like, have a whole conspiracy going here besides just Londo and Veer, uh, mm-hmm. but it feels like the sort of thing where it- there should be, like, two incidental assassination attempts every scene Cartage is in. <laughs> I think, yeah. at least in my headcanon, is that he's very well protected, so they don't get through to him, but also that anyone who would be attempting is, like, not friends with Londo. Like, Fair. He, mm. he does not have a lot of friends in the Centaurum. So That's true. It's very possible that the people that would have normally reached out to him were like, Malari, fuck that guy. Mm-hmm. He's just a kiss ass trying to get his mm-hmm. glory from the emperor. What's your name? David Gordon. David Gordon? Mm-hmm. Well, I think in Italian that means a sneaky brown noser with a hidden agenda. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we go to Med Lab, uh, where mm-hmm. we get a nice prostate exam joke. You always got to get one yeah. of those in there. <laughs> it's I, the 90s. I, in my notes it says weird prostate joke uh. <laughs> Ben you and I take a lot of the same notes I'm loving this <laughs> uh, but more importantly we've got to check Garibaldi for that shadow manipulation that we can see and the scarring on our neck tissue right mm-hmm. yeah just in case we, just in case we know he disappeared during a shadow attack so they could have tried to modify him for one of their ships. Mm-hmm. Um, but hey, he looks like he's clean. Yep. Um, but he keeps having flashbacks. I think he has another flashback in the scene. Yeah, just a little bit. He keeps having flashbacks and then not mentioning it to anyone. Yeah, we were discussing, yeah. are these conscious or unconscious, do we think? Well, knowing where this goes, I'm wondering if... He has a block on mentioning it. Mm. Yeah, that's good. That he could be a very it, real thing. But I can't 
tell anybody. Yeah. Okay. Also, that is, it's that really what, weird. He has yeah. third person flashbacks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he can see his own star fury inside the shadow ship. Yeah. That's a yeah. weird choice. I guess if it was just him in his star fury and it was all black, it'd be way less entertaining or ominous, but yeah, still. It'd be pretty open-ended, too. <laughs> <laughs> Where'd he go? So he gets cleared to go back to work, but uh, Sheridan stops by and asks about his test results. Mm-hmm. But we don't get any more. After this, Ivanova broadcasts that three more planets are gone. Sheridan notes for the first time that Ivanova sounds afraid. Oh, he knows her so well. After this, Sheridan Delenn finally gets some alone time, the first since Anna showed up. Delenn notes she's worried John cannot forgive her. He tells her that he is dying that his dying thoughts uh, would have been of her and that she is the reason he came back. She's the, his reason to live. No. Aww. Aww. I did. I did appreciate that. Delenn kept being like, "But I don't know if you can forgive me because I hid your wife." And he, and Sheridan's just like, "I I dropped a spaceship and two nukes on my wife. Like, I've moved on. <laughs> I chose you." <laughs> yeah. In the war room, they discuss the refugee situation and how it is only going to continually escalate. Escalate. How it is only going to continually escalate as more ships arrive. The station is already at capacity, and the fire marshal is about to shut this shit down. Oh, now I'm sad. Yeah. yeah. Space dive, like, yeah. Jafar and I were at a and shut down. <laughs> yeah, we went to a Star Trek party. Well, I was at a Star Trek party. Everyone else was at a Star Wars party a couple <laughs> weeks back. and uh, Got the prerequisite booze. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I... Having to walk down the line of a hundred people booing me while I'll live long and prospering them all was just clutch. It was very fun. <laughs> very enjoyable. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, the fire marshal shut that shit down, much like they will Babylon 5 soon. Franklin yep. suggests splitting the party up and sending uh, people to Drawl's condo. Sheridan walks in and agrees, but nobody asks Drawl. Yeah. <laughs> we'll do that off screen. Yeah. I mean, speaking of not asking, that's a persistent theme with Sheridan this episode. Well, isn't Drawl just like watching everyone all the time? Isn't he kind of a space god? The voyeur. And, uh, yes. He probably was like a noob they were going to ask before they did. It's just like, more yeah. than likely. Yeah. And Zathras is down there like, Zathras has to find sheets. <laughs> always finding sheets is Zathras. <laughs> so I have a question for you guys. Shoot. So right here, we get the the big plan. They yeah. ask Mr. Garibaldi to leave, and we are about to kick out the Vorlons. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Would this feel different if it was OG Kosh and not Kosh.0? Yeah, I... right? I don't know that OG Kosh gets in this situation. Yeah. Well, we don't know how important the ambassador is to the Vorlon, like, system. Like, Mm -hmm. do they have any say? Are they at the whims of everyone else? Kind of like, you know, uh, Londo and 
Sinclair Sheridan and in you know Jakar seems to have more say than the others you True. know yeah uh how like how important is the Kosh on B5 to what the Vorlons are doing I don't know that Kosh is able to stop the Vorlons from what they're doing but I do think that he is a much more active participant at this point if he is around he, he does seem completely bought in yeah. Would OG Kosh have, like, given them the heads up about the Vorlon fleet, perhaps? Maybe a, just... like, hush, hush, you know, you need to get your people uh -huh. off this world kind of a thing. I could or see that. Or just pieced off so that he didn't have to be there so that he wasn't, like, he knew you would resist. I'm not going to be here so that you don't have to fight me. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't think OG Kosh gets in this. I don't think we have to do subterfuge and shenanigans to get him to leave. Also, OG Kosh had a much more stable relationship with both Sheridan and Lita, both of which yeah. would factor into this. Yeah. Which it's fun thinking of that relationship as the stable one. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure we all have had those friends who were just like, Wait, no, you broke up with the crazy one. This is who you're with now? <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like, especially with Lita, it's like, okay, you, like, Psycor bad, but you seem to be falling in, like, falling down some bad rabbit holes here. <laughs> yeah. And sure it just continues through season five. Ugh. <laughs> Anyways... Uh, yep, Sheridan brings up the need to get Kosh Pino off the station if they're ever going to fight the Vorolans. He tasks Garibaldi with it, who is set up to fail and not happy about it. Yeah, he, he knows. I mean, we all know. How are you yeah. going to kick this Vorolan off? Good luck. He leaves, and Ivanova is just like, has he posted on Am I the Asshole yet? Because he should probably post on Am I the Asshole. <laughs> uh, Zach reminds everyone he's been through some shit and needs some time. Lita and Lorianne enter, and the plan starts. They are gonna kill Kosh. Lots of assassination plots right now. I mean, yeah. I mean two, but that's like double normal. <laughs> right, right. Yes, that's more than I'm normally involved in. <laughs> There's some shifty eyes, Ben. I'm a little worried. <laughs> Over in the alien sector, we get Kosh.0 eyes to commercial. Kosh.0 eye to commercial. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know if that's an eye. I referred to it as an eye in the last episode, but... Yeah. <laughs> I read it as a camera, but it does seem to be deeply tied into Kosh's psychic abilities. And his emoting. Yeah. Yeah. It's used like an yeah. eye, regardless of what it is. Right. <laughs> uh... When we get back from commercial, another colony has fallen. Garibaldi and Zach go to Kosh Pino's apartment, and he's like, no! Yeah. Shatters yeah. all their face masks, but everyone makes it out. I, I This reminded me, Has have either of you known anybody who uh, had a breakup where the other person refused to leave? Oh, do I know anybody that's had that happen? I'm sure I, I do. I've known but some people. Yeah. Oh, enough. No examples this, are coming to mind. This really had but... that feeling of 
you can't break up with me. I'm not leaving. And it's like, why do you even want to be here, man? You're like, you are murdering all of these people. <laughs> yeah. Nobody yeah. wants you, just, you here. <laughs> you don't want to be here. Why are you here? <laughs> and it's just a matter of, you're beneath me. You can't tell me what to do. We're not broken up. I'll see you for dinner tomorrow. Duh. <laughs> yeah. The, Kosh point out, very abusive. We discussed this at yes. length. <laughs> Last episode, yeah. Uh, Lando calls Sheridan just be like, hey, uh, so I heard the Vorlons have a Death Star? And Sheridan's <laughs> like, yeah, it's a week away from Centauri Prime. You now, didn't Jaf- know that? <laughs> Jafar, did you notice... Uh, what Sheridan says before accepting the transmission? No. Oh, I did. Laura, thank you. Thank you so much. He makes a collect call joke. Yeah. I was like, boy, that's a dated reference. <laughs> Does he? Uh, I completely that, missed like, it. That is a reference that will not matter. Like, that puts it in a, a specific pace, place and time. Mm-hmm. Three years later, collect calls are not a thing. Yeah. yeah. I was like, man. That's not making it in the reboot. Like, yeah. we, we were leaving that reference behind. Uh, Lando says he owes Sheridan a favor for this information. And I do I do appreciate they're both kind of just like, man, we're probably going to be dead. It doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah. We are in a galactic find out. Uh, <laughs> hope you enjoyed the galactic fuck around. Yeah. <laughs> Rita gets Kosh.0 out of his quarters and into a trap. Yeah. She's yep. so bad at this, guys. Oh, yeah. She's real bad. <laughs> I don't know why he went along with it. For reals. Because he doesn't give <laughs> a shit. You don't have to be a telepath. <laughs> well, I think, I think like, this is the sort of thing where it's, okay, maybe he just really does not consider humans a threat after that botched attack. Yeah. Uh, okay. But yeah, then we get our big Kosh fight, and then Delenn just wanders into the middle of it. Why is Delenn here? <laughs> For some reason, Delenn. I ask myself this many times whenever Sheridan and Delenn are doing something important together. Why do we have both of our leaders of the thing in the same place? <laughs> Especially when it's like super dangerous. It's yes. like if... If Churchill and FDR were on the, the beaches of Normandy, it's like... <laughs> Bad idea. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Jafar made a, a rude gesture with his <laughs> hands that the podcast listener cannot see, but it was very funny. <laughs> Something to do with their relationship, I think. Yeah. Yep. I, I did the sex one, guys. Uh, the, yeah. 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 Y'all, y'all know it. it y'all know it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Oh, you know, I noticed in this this the Kosh fight scene, uh, it's a good thing that Patricia Tallman is an accomplished stunt woman because they make her do a stunt. Yeah. I didn't notice that. Yeah, she has to go like over some boxes or something to get out of the electrocution zone. Mm-hmm. Oh, fun. And I was like, oh, it's a good thing that she's definitely good at that because she's uh, a stunt woman on Star Trek many times. Yeah. So... Throughout this fight, uh, Kosh.0 goes for Delenn while security's just shooting the shit out of Kosh.0. Anyway, I started blasting. Bah, bah. Well, he's getting electrocuted. John jumps in front of the blast, causing the bit of Kosh that lived in him to attack Kosh.0. 
along with some of Lorien and Sheridan himself. Gosh, fight! Uh, they take their fight outside of the station and explode. Well, and my my favorite part about this is Kosh's ship starts freaking out because our, we know Vorlon ships are alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're like, well, I don't know what to do. And Avanova is just very smartly like, get out of there. That ship's going wherever it wants. But then she's like, give it clearance. And I'm like, I don't think the ship cares about clearance. More just get the right. hell out of the way. Yeah. Open the doors <laughs> or whatever you have to do. I don't think the ship is like, I got approval. The board is green. (laughs) (laughs) So Sheridan dies again here. Yeah. Another punch card on his frequent dire miles. (laughs) Love it. Lorian brings him back again. uh, Telling Delenn that he lives through Lorian's life. This this part, though. This really going the other way on the the religion talk from earlier this is like one of those moments where it's just like okay i know jms is an atheist he keeps being like okay so my magic immortal guy did magic but he says it's science and there's nothing magic about it so don't worry about it (laughs) it's like you gave life force to somebody like let's let's call magic magic okay my man <laughs> he's still trying to do that uh, sufficiently advanced science is indistinguishable for magic thing i think yeah and yeah. if he had been using that life-giving machine that we know is already on the station oh right sure. we're supposed to forget about that so it can come back later <laughs> like had we used that fine but he just touches him and it's just like and he's alive again uh who's t- who's there's to say that that t- machine yeah Maybe that machine is like Lorian's technology. But yeah. he's not using a machine. If he'd even just taken well, yeah. out a, a, a like a, a walkie-talkie and just like, and he's okay. Fine. So you're saying <laughs> he, Lorian can have cybernetic implants like a techno mage? If we saw any exa- any any evidence of it, you just have to believe okay. that. Oh, okay. Believe in the science. We're back to magic. <laughs> Back on Satori Prime, Lando Pace is his Cartaja. Uh, he's waiting for Cartaja, and he starts to unfold his plan. Who will be left to praise and worship after Centauri Prime is destroyed? Cartaja must visit Narn to share his splendor with them. Lando does some Alex Jones-level mental gymnastics, but he does get Cartaja to buy in. Mm-hmm. I did love Cartaja's instant, like, oh, yeah. You want to fly away, don't you? And to remember like, me. You see, it would be this mat that you would put on the floor and would have different conclusions written on it that you could jump to. No, no, I'll, I'm going to die next to you. Yeah. My place is by your side, <laughs> totally. But we should have Jakar's trial on Narn. And so Cartagena agrees Jakar's trial and execution will take place publicly on Narn. And Lando says he's going to go so that he can personally execute Jakar. Now, at one point, Cartagia in here references that he had wanted to go to Narn, but he had been advised against it for security reasons. Do we think that the people who advised him were actual advisors or were they his shadow cabinet? I think they're his shadow cabinet now and probably were actual advisors. 
I was going to say first one, then the other. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, yes, yes. Good, good, good. I I just thought I had it in my head that it would be really funny if it was just his subconscious going, don't do that. Don't go to Nard. <laughs> now, I have a question. Maybe you know this with all of your uh, extra uh, experience in reading. How set in stone is... Londo's vision of the future. Mm. It, because it, if I'm Londo and I know Jakar chokes me to death when we are both old men, how worried am I about Cartage's uh, plan? So we know all Centauri know when they die, but we see a ton of Centauri always surprised when they die. Like <laughs> Rifa is shocked when he dies, but like theoretically he should have had a vision about getting beat to death by a bunch of nard in front of londo <laughs> yeah right so like every 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 centauri who dies during the narn occupation should know and be like hey i'm not signing up for uh, the occupation force uh <laughs> <laughs> i yeah, it's strange i have to imagine it's a like this is a possibility and intrinsically, by knowing it's a possibility, it makes it less likely to happen. Because theoretically, I, just... it's something you'd avoid. I think, actually, knowing the prophetess uh, and her predictions about Londo, very specifically, he works towards this goal. I think. At, at least at the end. Yeah. He, yeah, I know, it's just... He... It is one of those things where I'm... I, because we only ever see the one, like if we also saw like Veer's vision of his death, uh, and you know had any idea of how anybody else handled it, you know maybe we could know it's hey you know we all have them but they're about fifty fifty uh, you know that would you know give me something more to go on. Well, I mean we know Londo is intent on killing Jakar in the second episode of the show to prevent yeah. it from happening. So it can't be yeah. set in stone. Yeah, okay. Otherwise, why uh, would he bother? Think, do you think that maybe he is okay with pursuing it because he knows in that vision that he is emperor? And so he's like, well, if Jakar dies early, maybe I don't get to be emperor either. Mm, Got to find so, that balance. Yeah. Get yeah. the big chair, but not have Jakar choke me out. Or yeah. it's worth it. Yeah. I get to be right. emperor. Yeah. Yeah. If this is how I'm going to die. Yeah. I got to be emperor. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's going to happen anyways, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, back in C&C, Garibaldi reminds everyone that the end of the war is not the end of the show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. Very prescient. Yeah. Uh, yeah, what will come after is important. <laughs> I did appreciate Avadova being like, you don't out-cynical me. What are you doing, Garibaldi? <laughs> like, <laughs> you come here into my house and try and be more dour than the god of death? <laughs> it's almost like he's trying to be Russian or something. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Delenn meets with Sheridan and Lorien where they tell Delenn he's got 20 years left in the tank. Mm -hmm. uh, Sheridan's made his peace with it. He's like, hey, early 60s, that's a good run. Uh, Sheridan tells Delenn he wants to spend those 20 years with her 
and kind of, but doesn't actually ask her to marry him. He gives her a promise ring. He puts a ring on her. He puts an engagement ring on her. At no point has Delenn verbally consented to marriage. Yeah. Well, because she's sitting there like, I've got 10 cooler rings in my quarters. Do these ones let me choke people? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what powers do these have? The, the 10 cooler rings we never got to see again. God dang it. Like, it is, you, you could tell me this is a cultural Mimbari thing where you, like, try out the engagement. Like, you just, pr- oh, we're engaged now. And she gets, like, a week of watching him sleep to decide if that's what she wants to do or something. Right. Like, that would fit in with the Mimbari shit we've seen. Uh, just, like, it'd be really nice to have a verbal confirmation. That's all. Yeah. That's all I want. A little or bit of agency on verbal the consent, the perhaps. Yeah. You know, oh, ver- I don't feel like asking for verbal consent is too much. No. In fact, I'd say it's the bare fucking minimum. Yes, you want enthusiastic verbal consent. It's important. <laughs> <sighs> Uh, Lando confirms with Katarja that they are to be received on Narn. And Katarja has one of Jakar's eyes cut out for looking at him wrong to credits. Yeah. When you're dealing with crazy, you never say whatever you think is best. Yeah. Maybe that that just a maybe a toe. <laughs> or just say, like, you don't like the way he's looking at you. Brilliant, your excellency. Blindfold him immediately. Yeah. <laughs> like, Put a bag over his head. That's right. what I was thinking. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> Never leave it up to crazy. I, I do feel a little bit bad for Andreas here because uh, he's in, even being a, a head on the table earlier, like seven seconds of the show and has to do full makeup twice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot. Well, the good news is he's only got to worry about the contacts in one of his eyes. Fair. Yeah, true. So, (laughs) now that we get to the end of this, Laura, do you know the interesting part about this episode for me? No, I don't. Do tell. So, the reason uh, this is the episode Jafar asked me to guest on, this was the first episode of Babylon 5 I ever saw. What? (laughs) (laughs) You got to know more then, right? If you, this is the first one I you had, see, you're like, I had no idea what was going on. Uh, so Jafar was doing his pre-watch that he did two years ago before this whole process started. Three now, uh, three now. Okay, yes, time it keeps on slipping. Uh, <laughs> and so he was like, "Oh yeah, I'm watching Babylon Five. This show is great." Uh, and I was like, "I believe I saw 15 seconds of it when I was a kid during its original run." And I was like, Uh why is Chekhov not in a Federation uniform? What's going on? Um, (laughs) And basically, I felt like uh, every time somebody has, like, insisted on just catch me up on what's going on, and I'm feeling very annoyed, like, suddenly I'm like, okay, I'm on the other side of this. Because I'm just like, okay guy walks through the crowd and picks a lady up and Jafar's like okay so this is actually super important he's been dead and he just came back and I'm like oh okay <laughs> did we not know he was alive oh no no we knew he was alive but nobody else did um it's like okay 
And then we cut to Garibaldi watching security camera footage. He's like, okay, he was also disappeared. <laughs> and I'm just like, I should, I just, I'll just sit back and enjoy the show. Like, don't give me any context. Like, this isn't going to work. <laughs> yeah. Uh, That's but... kind of like, uh... oh, go ahead. Oh, yeah. So it was just, this has been fun. This is the now the episode of the show I've seen the most because I saw that that first time. Then I, as this show uh-huh. started, I went back watched all of Babylon Five, so I finally got back to it with context. And now this is my first time getting to, as you guys are doing, come back and revisit it with some nostalgia and be like, oh, this is great! Like coming back watching, like I'm back with you know my Babylon Five friends and no. uh, <laughs> you know seeing what's going on. Uh, so I have absolutely uh, uh, loved getting to uh, be here on this episode because of its uh, fun place in uh, in my Babylon 5 experience. From Aww. it making absolutely no sense to yeah. now me guest hosting on a podcast about it. <laughs> well, I'm absolutely delighted to do it with you. That's fantastic. And it's it's time to ask, Ben, now that you've seen this episode three times, mm-hmm. on a scale of Babylon's one to five, where do you rate this episode? This one is interesting because we do get some big resolutions here, mm-hmm. but also just for every, like, every firm finish, like, Kosh is dead. Kosh is dead. Mm-hmm. Koshes are dead. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, we've also set up more stuff that still needs to be uh, handled. Uh, and this is the unfortunate part of the first couple of episodes of season six. This feels like we are absolutely sprinting. And we do not have any time to slow down for anything. Uh, And so I would have to give this a Babylon 4. Because a lot of really, really cool stuff is happening. But it's just happening so fast. We don't get Mm -hmm. any time to breathe in it. Uh, We don't get any time to, uh, to really, like... The fact that they are going to turn on the Vorlons... This should Mm -hmm. be a three-episode arc. Uh, yeah. not something that we find out 20 minutes into the episode and is done 35 in. Uh, you know, uh, this is just them running so fast. Yeah. Yeah. I have to agree with with all of that. You know, it's, it's in the four place for me because it is very good. Um, but there's several things that I'm like, gosh, I wish we'd just taken a little longer on this. I wish we'd interrogated Sheridan a little bit more. Than just like accepting that this guy who went to Zaha Doom, when we know people go to Zaha Doom and come back changed, mm-hmm. <laughs> like we know Anna came back and was completely manipulated by the shadows. We know about Morden. Like maybe we should interrogate Sheridan a little bit. Yeah. With that, mm-hmm. um, just give him a checkup. And we know how scary the Vorlons have always been. We've been terrified of the Vorlons since the pilot. Mm-hmm. And it should be a little bit more fraught if we're going to just turn on them. Like, Speaking of which. We should be worried. Uh, 
so in JMS's notes on Usenet, I should have brought this up earlier, uh, but we see the Vorlon's true actual form, the like light centipede thing, right? Um, oh, okay. And because Kosh.0 is too busy to put up a face, so that's what a Vorlon actually looks like. Um, okay. There is a bit in The Gathering about the poison that is used because someone was all like, this is a creature of light and energy. How the fuck do you poison it? And JMS is like, go back and listen to what type of poison it was. It was a crystal poison. What do crystals do? They change how light refracts. Okay. Gosh. Right? Going that far back, he knew. Ugh! The show! Always thinking. (laughs) Uh, I agree 100%, Ben. I also say 4 out of 5. And I literally have, even down to the language of saying the sprint in my notes... Um, I do feel like this is the start of the sprint, uh, possibly even like lining up at the racetrack because the next handful of episodes are just going to keep accelerating this pace. Mm. Yeah. The, the shadow war is just like, I, 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 I'm assuming Laura, you have had the same, uh, same experience watching a three-year-old run. Just like unbridled glee, but also no structure to it. Yeah. It is just how fast can I get my body moving without beating, you know, beefing my face right into the pe- yeah. into the pavement. <laughs> really, uh, a, a tightrope walk on that too, because yeah, it can is, happen at any time. <laughs> this is not hundred yard dash, you know, Olympic sprinters like perfect form. Watch how I run. This is. <laughs> I am here. I need to get there. I hear the ice cream truck. I am moving as fast as I can. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll be moving as fast as we can to our next episode. Season four, episode five, The Long Night. Sheridan schemes to lure the shadows into open warfare with the Vorlons. Londo carries out his perilous plan to rid himself of Cartagia. Brian Cranston guest stars. Yay! <laughs> should I should I have guessed it on that next episode then for more synergy? I was, <laughs> when I saw that he was the thumbnail on Voodoo, I was just like, "Man, did we miss an opportunity?" Nah, that's fine. You can. I hear, liked Ben's story. Yeah, <laughs> you can hear Ben and I talk about Brian Cranston. Little 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 words. You can hear Ben and I talk about Brian Cranston a bunch on last time on which is now hopefully on all your favorite podcatchers, assuming everything went according to plan. Uh, Also, that name is just perfect. A plus. Good job, boys. Thank you. Yay. Uh, Yeah, no, uh, super excited about it. I'm sure uh, when it goes live the day before this comes out, I'll probably throw a link up in the Discord. And then also uh, when this episode comes out, I'll probably tweet it and log into our facebook and do that stuff yeah it's it's i'm so excited and also i I love the name of the podcast and uh i am super proud of the sign off i came up with for it yeah because oh. i get to say we'll see you next time on last time on it's uh, good I, I love that it's good it's uh, got a good feel mm-hmm. yeah i don't know it's 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 been really fun because jaffer kind of as a lark just said okay haven't heard back from jeremy siegel Ben, go find a theme song for us. How about you ask our favorite funk band if we can use our favorite song? And they said yes. 
<laughs> so nice. It's surreal. It's so just nice like, of them. I, 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 I was... I was staring at my email for like, <laughs> is this a joke? Is this a prank? <laughs> yeah. I love it. There's specific terms of uh, as long as the podcast doesn't make money, we can use the song. I never want to monetize that podcast. <laughs> I will you deal with it not song. being monetized to keep that song. That's what that song means well, to I'm, me. I'm, I'm not going to go that far, Jafar. I'm hoping, I'm hoping uh, <laughs> things go really, really well. Uh, I'm hoping this leads to a situation where we all monetize all of our podcasts. But oh, it sounds like so much work. <laughs> yeah, but if you do really well, you don't have to do your other work. Oh, there's the key, isn't it? Ugh. Okay, <laughs> I'll think about to it. Fair, if if I can get paid to go to a convention, <laughs> right. I'm going to be the happiest person in the whole gosh darn world. I'm so upset that. Uh, we missed San Diego Comic Con press passes by like a day. Oh. I don't even know if I told you guys that. Um, oh. When it was when it was clear that the B five movie was going to be the animated movie, we didn't know it was an animated movie. Then was going to be put out at San Diego Comic Con. I like went and looked into getting us press badges, and it was just I literally missed the signups by less than twenty four hours. Oh, that's tragic, isn't it? Tragic. Though? But what's not tragic is how much we appreciate Jeremy Siegel for our lovely theme music. You can find more of Jeremy's work at jeremysiegel42.bandcamp.com or on Spotify, Nuclear Jaguar. The May album dropped a couple weeks ago as you're listening to this, but it's probably great. I haven't had a chance to listen to it because it came out less than 24 hours ago for me. <laughs> right, right. Uh, also, thank you to Angry Deck Time Machine on Instagram for our podcast artwork. Aaron, thanks so much for editing our podcast and ensuring that it's actually actually listenable content i cannot say that it would be without you yeah i, I will actually go on record yesterday jafar and i were hanging out and talking about what a great job you did it's true Aww. i did say that uh the well it was episode two of season four i think was the one we were talking about i was really impressed by a handful of things it was a really good edit good job you can take all this out if you don't want this praise publicly but you did a really good oh, job. Well, we I want really you to hear it. it. No, leave it in. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, dear listener, thanks so much for tuning in. We really appreciate that you choose to spend some time with us talking about Babylon 5. You can jump on our Discord. Uh, who are you? P5 is our Gmail. Uh, we still have it. <laughs> I don't think mm -hmm. we've gotten an email in months, but that's fine. Uh, it's not really what it's email for. Yeah. Yeah. The Discord's where it's at. So jump on our Discord. Join the community there. We're happy to have you. And I make memes there. You do make memes there. I'm, I'm, I've made two very quick photoshops for that Discord in the last two weeks, and I'm very proud of both of them. <laughs> All right. And with that, we'll see you next week, Internet. Take care. <laughs>